I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who's who we have tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. We all know the risks of being on social media, but have you ever thought about the biggest risk? Do you mean getting murdered? We received a call from the Lueck family reporting that they had not heard from their 23-year-old daughter. I'm Jillian Lee Garner. And I'm Courtney Bell. We're the host of I Met My Murderer Online, the only true crime podcast to tell the chilling and tragic tales of how the internet can lead the unsuspecting into devastating dates with death. The search warrant resulted in the findings of a fresh dig area on his property. Each episode of our podcast is a true story told as a tightly woven thriller. You will hear from all who are involved in the case, the investigators, the droplets of blood, the way that the vehicle was left, victims' family members. That was our baby, and my baby's gone. Attorneys. Tiffany testified in court that he showed absolutely no remorse. Criminal psychologists. Sometimes people become a little too obsessed with the person they follow. And even the murderer themselves. I would pull the extension cord out. I put it around her neck. I held it for three or four minutes until I knew she was dead. We'll explore the warning signs, the red flags, and the twisted, tragic consequences that can result from online encounters. If you're a fan of true crime, then you'll want to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer Online. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And for updates, make sure to follow us on Instagram at IMMOPodcast. And then there are those who got away. That's right, not everybody who's surfaced in our predator investigations has faced prosecution and punishment. And it's not because the cases were weak or the defense attorneys were extraordinary it's because they absconded. And this was the case during our investigation in Petaluma, California. Petaluma is not far from San Francisco. It's in Sonoma County. It's wine country. 
It's big tech. And it's also the city where Polly Class was kidnapped and murdered, a young girl, in the early 90s. It was one of the first stories I covered for NBC. In those days, I worked for a news magazine called Now. It was anchored by Tom Brokaw and Katie Couric. And we were on Wednesday nights, and I was the correspondent who did all the quick turnaround stories that we call crashes. In fact, that was my nickname for a hot minute in NBC, Crash Hansen. And so one of the early stories I did was on this kidnapping of Polly Class, this poor little girl, in her home in Petaluma. And she was having a slumber party. And a guy kidnapped her from her bedroom, took her into the rural area of Northern California, and murdered her sexually assaulted murder. And it was a a huge story at the time. Mark Class, Polly's father, I got to know pretty well. And they looked at him as a suspect for a second. And it became clear that wasn't the case. And he became an advocate and still is to this day, Mark Class, and a wonderful, wonderful guy. But it got me thinking during the predator investigations that maybe Northern California was a good spot to do one. And so we Got together with Petaluma police, authorities in Sonoma County, perverted justice at the time. And we had a very successful investigation there. You may recall Dr. Maurice Wolin surfaced in the Petaluma investigation. Other very notable predators I've caught. We had an outdoor set. The weather was beautiful that time of year. As you may recall, we had a hot tub. We had an outdoor bar. We had lights up. And among the couple dozen predators who I caught in that investigation was Polkit Matur. Here's a guy who worked in the computer industry. And he was one of at least a handful of guys who worked in the computer industry who surfaced in the investigation, which is not unusual in that we get guys from whatever industry is prominent in that area, typically. So if we're in a town where there's a military base, it's likely we'll see more military guys than anybody else. And we saw some of that, too, in the Petaluma investigation. But because it's big tech, a lot of computer engineers, we saw a handful of guys in that industry, including Polkit Matur. Now, what made Polkett stand out in my mind. Well, a number of things. He brought a friend of his, Kanish, who had another conversation with a decoy posing as a 13-year-old girl, but I'll get to that in a minute. So it turns out that Polkett, who went online as Pookie007US, very clever, Pookie007US. I guess he's being sneaky like a spy. Pookie, his nickname for Polkit. He decides to get online and chat with a perverted justice decoy posing as a 13-year-old girl named Kira. Now, his English is good. He's from India, but his English is pretty solid. Little broken. Kanish, a little more broken, but he made his point known. And in the chat, Polkit is very specific. He talks about things like I will kiss you from top to bottom. I will treat you nicely. How do you like to be loved? 
I will taste your lips when I kiss you. He talks about spending the night. So it's pretty clear what Pulkit wants. And at some point during the conversation, Pookie007US raises the specter of perhaps Kira having a friend. So that Pookie007US could bring a colleague. They work together. And that colleague obviously was Kanish. So then Kanish gets online and has a conversation with another perverted justice, decoy, 13-year-old Amanda. Now, Kanish is a little more vague about what he wants sexually from this 13-year-old girl. But he does acknowledge that 13 is young, specifically saying when he sees that the decoy reminds him that she's 13 and female, he says, hmm, you're young. And then the decoy asks, what sort of stuff do guys like to do with girls? He says, come on, Amanda, you don't know? Clearly there's sexual innuendo there, but as you'll see, when it comes time for the police to interrogate Kanish, they feel there might be a little light on the evidence for a successful prosecution. Polkit, well, he's a different story. So we know, and perverted justice knows, and the Petaluma police and the authorities know that there's a good chance these guys are going to show up together. And here they come in their small white SUV. They're bringing sandwiches. They're going to have a little picnic, apparently, in the backyard of our stink house. It's almost comical to see them walk up, these two guys. But then you remember, if we weren't there, and two 13-year-old girls were there, there most certainly would have been a sexual assault. Looks like our guys are uh, pulling up. The guys are carrying bags. They tell the decoy, sandwiches are in them. And the bar's all set up. Blender drinks. Just after that, the hot tub. I'm so glad you guys made it, finally. So come on back. I made some frozen lemonade for us. And uh, what'd you guys bring? A lot of sandwiches. Oh, yes, I love sandwiches. Now, Polkit, who's 25 years old, is wearing a red-striped shirt. He comes over to the bar. He's nervous, and he and his pal Kanish are looking at each other like, is this real? They're a little maladroit, uncomfortable, but they're not running off either. I mean, they've got a plan here. They brought the sandwiches, which means they had to go shopping for them, at least... One of them is married, Kanish. We believe his wife was back in India. And they're a little bit dopey looking. But don't get confused here. They were willing to rape a child. The decoy invites them to set the sandwiches down, the food down on the outdoor bar. Asks them to pour her a drink. And she's going to go change into something more comfortable for their picnic hot tub party. 
No questions yet about where the other 13-year-old girl is. So she turns on the hot tub. You can hear it come on here in a second. And she vanishes. So, um, hey, there you are. Take a seat. Um, just hang out, put the food out, pour me a drink. I'm gonna actually go change so we can get in the hot tub. And if you guys wanna get in the hot tub, feel free, I'll turn it on, okay? You can jump in. Now, I don't think they're gonna bolt, but I see no reason to wait any longer. So I come out from my hiding area, if you will, which is also outside, kind of tucked in behind a wall. And I greet them. And now they're really confused. I don't get the sense they're going to run, but they they know they're in some sort of trouble here. They had not seen, as it turns out, the predator investigations, or at least they say they haven't. Not big TV watchers, apparently. Noses in the computer all the time. They freeze for a second. I walk by the hot tub and turn it off because it's loud. I don't want that sound to interfere with the interview I'm about to conduct. Hey, guys. Hello. Would you have a seat right over there, please? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Nothing much. <laughs> Nothing much. What are you guys doing? Look at this. We need to have some food and all. Some food, yeah. Pookie007US explains that he's here on business. He actually lives in India. Where do you live? I live in India. And who are you guys here to visit today? Just have to have food with Just food. Friend, yes. Yeah. He tries to tell me, Pookie007US, that he's just here to have lunch with his friend, Akira. But as you heard earlier, that's not what he said online during the chat with the perverted justice decoy. Now it's time to peel away the onion and try to get to the truth. Well, you talked about a lot of other things besides lunch in the chat. Okay. No, no. That well, is I, I, no, no, it's right here. Yeah, yeah, I might have chatted, but uh, that was only for, like, that's a chatting. That's not nothing intentional. In case you couldn't catch that, he says, I might have chatted, but that was only for, you know, like, that's chatting. So he's backpedaling. He's trying to convince me that, you know, that was just chat. I wasn't really going to try to have sex with this 13-year-old girl. Now, Kanish is sitting down. He's sort of come to terms with the fact that he's in a bit of trouble here and he's going to try not to say anything. He'll talk in a second, but for now, he's going to try and ride this out. Pulkit is the one who's going to be the spokesperson here. And he's pacing back and forth. And I don't want him to make a run for it, so I suggests that he comes back over by the bar. But he's rangy. He's antsy. No, no, I need you to stay right over there. Sit, sit, stand, stand here. You still want me to spend the night with you? No, no, I don't. Yes, you say. I will kiss you from top to bottom. I will treat you nicely. How do you like to be loved? No, that is just a chat. That's it. No, I don't... Just a chat? I don't feel like it. Well, it sounds like you felt like you wanted to be with her from this chat. No, not at all. Now comes Kanisha's part. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. I confront Polkit on his chat regarding bringing a colleague along. And so I want to find out how much Kanish really knew about this. Now, we know Kanish had his own conversation with the decoy, but it was not as detailed as 
Tolkett's conversation. Then you ask if you can bring a colleague along and if she's got a friend to be with your colleague here. Like that. Did you know that? Did you know he was saying that? Yeah, yeah, he knew, but the thing he knew that. that, so he knew what you were doing. Yeah, Pookie007US says the reason he brought a friend along was because he needed a ride. I, I'm new to this town, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you're from or, or how new you are to the town. The point is, she told you she was 13, mm -hmm. and you continued with this chat, no, no. and you brought your buddy in with you. No, no I don't, I'm, I'm not aware that she's a 13. Now, the two are getting confused. Pookie007US is still trying to maintain he didn't know the girl was 13. Kanish, he starts to admit what he said in the chant. I was not aware that she's a 13 year old. Like, That's I something, would, yeah, mistaken. That, well, you knew it was 13. I you know, to me. So why were you here to see a 13 year old girl? I, I came sorry here for that. For sorry for that. He, he said that, you know, you come, I don't know the way. Online, Kanish is vague about what he plans to do when he gets here. When the decoy, named Amanda, asks him, what sort of stuff do guys like to do with girls? He says, come on, Amanda, you don't know that? And then says, for the same reason, Polkit is meeting Kira. That's right. In the chat, Kanish says, for the same reason, Polkit is meeting Kira, which is for sex. Again, these guys don't know whether I'm a police officer they don't know whether I'm the mad dad. I don't think they think I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC at the time. But I think I've gotten out of them as much as I'm going to get. And remember, in this particular investigation, as in many others, even the ones we do today, sometimes I have to wrap things up because other predators are on their way. And so it was time for me to tell Pulkit and Kanish exactly who I am. You see why this is wrong, right? Yeah, please forgive us. Please forgive us. You guys ever watch uh, television? No. no. Well, I'm Chris Hansen, and I'm a correspondent with the Dateline NBC, and we're doing a story on adults who try to meet teens on the internet. We are not like that, guys. We are not like that. That's right. They say, we're not like that, guys. We are not like that. Sure seems they are like that to me. Now, that sound, that rustling sound you hear is the guys grabbing their sandwiches, which are in plastic bags. And they're going to take their lunch and be on their merry way. At least, that's what they think. Now, remember that when I announce who I am, the cameras come out from behind the blinds and... You know, for a predator, that's got to be a little jarring. So they don't know what's happening. They don't know what's going to happen next. But I know they have a little meeting coming up as soon as they get partway down the driveway with the authorities. Hands up. Hands up. Hands up. Hands up. Hands up. They're taken into custody without incident. Petaluma Police, Sonoma County Sheriff's. Take the two in for questioning. Now, Kanish basically says, look, I'm married. I don't play this way. My wife is the love of my life. You'll hear from him in a second here. And ultimately, they decide the evidence was a little thin. So he gets cut loose. I'm, I'm very loyal to my wife. It's my love marriage. So 13 years old. My love marriage, he says. That still doesn't explain how he got involved with 
Colkit and a visit to two 13-year-olds. It's borderline, though. I understand that. I understand why they let him go. But I think the intent was there. So, Kanish gets a big break here. He's not going to have to explain to his wife. Well, actually, if she watches television, she might have found out. But he gets cut loose. Polkett, on the other hand, mm, he's got some more difficult questions to answer about his chat, which he does at least try to answer to his benefit in the interrogation with the detective. Take a listen. You're right. I will taste your lips when I will kiss you. Uh, Did you write that? Yeah. You did? If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. The detective confronts Polkett with the specific sexual intent in his chat with someone identified as a 13-year-old girl. Uh, I didn't really mean that. So you wanted a 13-year-old to be your girlfriend? No, no, not at all. I'm sorry for, like, whatever I have written in that. I'm sorry. I didn't really mean that. I didn't really want a 13-year-old girl to be my girlfriend. He's going to try and lie his way out of this. She told you she was 13. You even said your age difference. Okay. It's all right here. You know it's wrong. You've been apologizing. Yes or no? It's it's wrong. I apologize for that. He's still apologizing as if that's going to get him out of trouble here, but it's not. The detective gets into the details of Polkett's conversation. He reveals in the interview with the detective that he was using his company's laptop to chat with someone he thought was a 13-year-old girl to ask her whether or not she sheaves her privates, to talk about kissing her from head to toe, sending her photos of himself. Ben here, are you shaved or hairy where it's just your a, pussy? It's, it's, did no, you write that? Yeah, it's just a chat. That's not, I didn't really mean to do that. It's just a chat with a 13-year-old. Do you think no. that chat's okay with a 13-year-old? No. You sent any photos to the to your friend? Any of your photos? Did he send her any photos? Yeah. What did you use? What kind of computer did you use? I'm using a laptop. A laptop? Was that your laptop or whose laptop? It's a company's laptop. Company's laptop? And he admits that it was pretty clear to Kanish the girls were 13 years old. So let's talk about your friend. Polskim, or was it? Kanish, Kanish. Kanish. Yeah. You told me you wanted, you were coming up here to see a friend. Mm-hmm. Now, did you ever tell him how old the girl that you were going to see? Like, uh, yeah. What would you tell him? Like, I told him that uh, she is uh, like pretty old, big. Pretty big. Yeah. How about her age? Did you tell him how old she was? Yeah, I told him. You did tell him? Yeah. So he knew that she was 13? Yeah. It's pretty clear, once the detective gets finished with Polkett, that he's in big trouble. So he's charged. He's arrested. Taken into custody. And Polkett posts $30,000 in bond money. Thirty grand. And then what happens? He absconds. He doesn't show up 
for his court date. Law enforcement believes that he made his way back to India, that at the time there was no mechanism for them to determine, no travel restriction, apparently, that he was leaving the country. And to this day, Polkett Mutter remains a wanted man in Sonoma County, California, wanted for attempting to have sex with a child and charges related to using a computer to carry that out. We have no clue precisely where Pookie 007 US is now. The Petaluma Sting was in 2006, the fall of 2006. I doubt we'll get a chance to talk to Pookie again, but it seems like while he lost $30,000 that he had to post in bail money, he was able to escape prosecution in this case. And the prosecutions were very successful, stemming from the Petaluma Sting. Guys saw prison time. Guys had money to fight the charges, including Maurice Wolin, who ultimately could not fight the charges successfully. More of our story in a moment. As always, I like to hear from you. This week's question comes from Julie in Quincy, Massachusetts. Hi, Chris. My name is Julie, and I'm in Quincy, Massachusetts. Uh, First of all, I want to say great job in taking down these scumbags. And I'm speaking from experience, fortunately not directly, but I had a professor in college He was arrested about a year and a half after I graduated for trying to meet a 13-year-old girl online. Now, what I don't understand is that he was in the grooming phase for something like nine months before trying to actually meet her. Now, fortunately, it was a sting operation and, you know, he got arrested by the FBI. I just want to know, why would somebody stay in that grooming phase that long? It seems like all these guys that you catch... They want to meet in the same day or within like a month after they start talking. I was just wondering if you had any insight into that. And also, I hope you enjoy the memes that I sent you, like where you're catching COVID in a sting operation or catching Santa Claus. Anyway, keep up the good work. Peace. Thank you, Julie, and peace to you. Thank you for those memes. Very clever, by the way. That's a great question. And, you know, these... Predators I've caught are very individual specific. Some are fast movers, as you mentioned. They'll take an opportunity as quickly as they can get it. Sometimes in just a matter of hours, we'll see a guy chat online and then race over to the sting house to try to meet his target. And sometimes we see the grooming process go on for months and months, as you mentioned, about the professor, the case you're aware of. We have a case right now, and it'll be on True Blue this week, of a guy in Michigan who groomed a teenage boy for months and months, giving him money and ultimately giving him HIV, a shocking case. But this was a long-term grooming situation. And so what I can tell you is that the predators will do what they have to do to find their prey, to fulfill this fantasy. And the other interesting piece that's up on True Blue right now is an interview 
in his special takedown episode with a guy named Ken Lanning, who for 50 years has been trying to understand the mind of pedophiles and predators. And I've known him for many, many years, interviewed him way back when for the first time, uh, when we started doing the predator investigations. And so you may want to check that out on True Blue as well, give you some insight. It's vexing, though. And, you know, I struggle to understand this as well. When we started doing this, I never thought it would continue for so long. You know, in the past few weeks, months, we had a doctor show up for a child, 61 years old. We had a 70-year-old man drive over state lines for a 13-year-old girl, thought her father was turning her out. And a 54-year-old man who came all the way from Chicago to Ohio to have sex with a teenage girl, and he admitted to me having done it in the past, very specifically. So 19 years, almost 20 years into these predator investigations, and these guys are still showing up, and I doubt it's going to end anytime soon with the internet, the 24-hour, seven-day-a-week access, the anonymity, and the addictive nature. So we will stay on the job. I promise. Many more stings in the works. And you'll hear about them here, as well as on my social media, Instagram, official Chris Hansen, Twitter, at Chris Hansen, TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen. Boy, that TikTok is amazing. We have one video up that has 7 million views. I don't pretend to understand the algorithm, but I think it's helpful to let people know that we're doing this work and all kinds of other interesting crime documentaries on True Blue. You can get more information on all that at watchtrueblue.com. T-R-U-B-L-U. Right now I'm in Arizona having just wrapped up a documentary on someone we affectionately call the Facebook fiend. You're going to want to see this. More news on that soon. And as always, you can reach me right here at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.